got a good podcast today. It was one of the first times we have gone uh, on site in about a year since the pandemic. We got to visit a uh, one of the actually the first commercial cylindrical joint rolling machines out there from Roll Pros. It's called the Blackbird. Uh, went down there, Vancouver, Washington, near Portland, Oregon, to go and see that. And it's a really cool machine. Something I've been looking at for like the last five years. So you can see here is a description of blunt machines, pre um, cone, you know, pre roll. Uh, or cylindrical. So cylindrical has got a lot better of a draw. You'll see that uh, in the interview. Um, but keeping track of, of all of these companies, it's not cheap, right? 300,000, you know, around there for one of these machines, but definitely worth it at the commercial level. Uh, not a shake weight system. This is something that um, is probably one of the best machines I've seen hands down, not uh, this is definitely the best machine I've seen, hands down. So I'm definitely in, interested and excited about this machine. I hope you guys are as well. Uh, let me know what you think. Um, sorry about the audio. Just heads up. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. A little bit out of um, practice, I guess. I knocked my mic off within like the first five seconds. So you guys are going to have to deal with that. I apologize for the audio, but I think that the um, information that you're going to get from this is definitely worth it if you're into uh, automation and joint rolling. So enjoy. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today we are on set here. We got Kyle Laux. He's an inventor and founder of Roll Pros. Kyle, thanks for being on The Talking Hedge. Hey, thanks for coming down. Glad to have you here. So in case the uh, pile of uh, joints here did not give it away, Kyle has made a cylindrical automated joint rolling machine. This is not a shake weight table. This is not cones. This is not a gimmick. This is actual product uh, that I'm really excited about, of which we'll get into in a moment. But uh, first off, Kyle, tell us how you got into the industry. What inspired you? How did you get here? What is what is Roll Pros? All of that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, I guess about four years ago, um, I saw the cannabis industry emerging, and it it it's just going to be fraught with automation opportunities and that's really my background is is in uh, automation and um, i did a little bit of printer design so i i saw a great opportunity to use my skills and um, offer a better product for this industry um, when i first saw the knockbox you know and how it's doing its thing um, it really didn't it just didn't seem like the right way, you know, to um, to create a joint because I knew how to roll a joint. Um, so that's that's what really fueled my fire to to get back to the roots and kind of create a a quality joint. Um, the the whole automation thing really was just a bonus, and you know, saving saving people time and money was uh, really just a that was a fallout of trying to create you know the best smoking joint and the world's first commercially automated joint rolling machine as far as i'm concerned so unpacking some of the benefits to this and why you would want to create an automated joint rolling solution um everyone's familiar with like the uh zigzag or the the rollers right that's the lieberman over rolling style or technique uh, and so you're able to kind of put your cannabis in there with a, a crutch or filter if you're savvy enough and then roll that. <clears throat> so for people who don't know how to roll joints, this thing is a perfect thing. Commercially available rolls how many a minute? 
So it rolls 750 an hour, um, just about, you know, two every nine and a half seconds. Um, and yeah, it does, it uses a Lieberman style. I call it the apron style mm-hmm. of uh, rolling. Um, but I, I automated it so you've got like a really nice feel of the tension that you're putting on that belt. And that's really what, that's what kind of sets it apart from the Lieberman and the, the manual manual machines but conceptually the same kind of situation where you're putting material in there and then you're rolling that putting your paper in well which uses a bobbin system not an individual uh piece of paper so yeah benefits obviously are that um you're able to to make what everyone's used to rolling those those joints in their house or whatever and making that at a commercial scale um so ideally this would be something that somebody who wants um a better draw what they're used to, however, is a cone. Can you kind of go into the difference on um, with that shape weight table that, that we mentioned with uh, the knock box, just kind of putting cannabis in there and then with shaking, that's what piles that in there. So the weight is based on volume yeah. versus do you have like a check weight system or? Yeah, so um, I have a high precision scale that weighs out the, the flower just before it tips into the belt that you roll it. Um, so it's, its accuracy is up to, you know, a hundredth of a gram. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's the main way to get consistency is you got to weigh it. The volumetric, you know, as all of the producers know now, it's, uh, it's not consistent. One flower to the next has extreme differences in density. Um, and yeah, the, the knockbox, that style, you're reliant on gravity. So you're, you're, you're using gravity to pack this, you know, this cylindrical shape. And in theory, then your top flower will never get any kind of compaction. And, you know, as you know, from being a joint roller, you need that compaction in order to have it burn right. Otherwise, you're just going to get runs that go all around it and, or it's going to fall out. Um, and so, you know, my machine is totally not reliant on gravity or the physics of your grind size. It actually physically takes the weed and compresses it like in the, you know, in the Lieberman style. Um, so you're mechanically getting that compression and it's even, you know, all the way down the smoke because you're compressing it this way, not like this. So if you compress like this, you know, you're going to get, um, you know, you're going to get variable compaction as well. So it, it really, you know, it really is, I think it's the only way to get a nice, uh, nice compaction and density in, in your joint all the way through. A lot of people like cones um, and they're a novelty and here's why. This is, this is why this is going to be the future of, of cannabis joints. Tobacco, we'll use that as an example, whether it's cigarettes or, or blunts or uh, cigars. <clears throat> they have a cylindrical style because it has the best draw. So cones don't have a good draw. It's a novelty. Somebody wants to pack in a lot at the very tip. But like you mentioned with, uh, with the canoeing, uh, burning down one side, it's easy if, if, it's, if a cone isn't packed properly to have a crease down the cone. So where the two pieces of paper meet, if not exactly perfect, if there's a little bit of a crunch um, or anything in the paper, that is gonna rip down that entire canoe. 
Uh, and then if you infuse it, it's actually a liability. I've actually lit a pre-roll and had it burn all the way up to my beard and almost light my face on fire. So not only is it not ideal for the consumer experience, and so now experience is something that's either a restaurant or a pre-roll. People go back for the experience. The optimum draw is cylindrical. That's a fact. Tobacco tell you that all day long, that the milligrams per minute that you draw on are ideal on this shape. The other thing too is with the crutch, like you mentioned, if it's not packed properly, even with tampers, it's not, it doesn't do a good enough job. So we were on the car ride down talking about, you know, hash wrap joints and how they clog or just a regular pre-roll that clogs at the base because it's not packed properly. With your style, with the apron style or the Lieberman overrolling technique, it's compacting all of that all the way through, including the tip with this crutch making it different than, than pre-rolls in more than one way and, and optimizing the experience all the way through. So have you had the same feedback or people telling you that this feels like a cigar, that it's clogged, that it doesn't have the massive airflow that they're used to? What's some of the feedback, good or bad, that you've been receiving? Um, so there's, it, it's got very positive feedback for as far as its smokeability and, and you know, it, it just burns nice and even all the way through. You can put it out, relight it. It doesn't have any issues with that. Um, the one, the, the downside feedback is the open tip. And mm. that's, um, I have heard that before. And that was a design consideration that I made um, very early on where I thought that exposing the flower, it, like one, it, it's easier to light. So it's just like a cigarette, right? It's, it's easy to light. You light that whole plane instantly instead of igniting the, you know, the paper first. Um, and it also has an aromatic uh, experience. So if you close the tip on a joint and then you open a tube, you know, you don't get that full, that full experience of, you know, opening a fresh pack of, you know, cigarettes or opening a fresh pack of joints. Um, that said though, with the, with how I'm cutting the tip, so I actually, I roll the whole joint and then I cut the tip and that, um, creates really nice, um, radial compaction all the way up to the tip. And so you can see, you know, nothing falls out. It's actually, um, it, it it's actually well managed. Um, so that, that's like the one thing that I think is going to be just going to take educating the market on, yeah, this is something new, something different, um, but it's better. You know, you just got to just got to try it for yourself, you know. So people are used to either the folded or the twist tops. Um, if they're tobacco smokers, they're used to open tops. So they'll they'll figure it out eventually. Um, but while we play the video of the, the, the uh, Roll Pro rolling these in the background, Walk us through that process after we've we've ground the hemp and or cannabis and put it in the machine. Walk us through as we watch this video on how it works. So you mentioned grind size and I wanted to hit on that real quick. So the machine, because it does, it, it, uh, it drops it into a belt and rolls it. The smallest opening that I have on the machine is probably an inch by four inch. So as opposed to, you know, a cone filling machine, I'm not limited to a diameter in order to fit the grind uh, size into. Um, so you're, you're able to explore different grind sizes. 
which is, you know, I'm really intrigued by it because you can go with like a fluffier grind and then tighten it down more um, and really just explore like kind of the best ways to, um, to get a premium smoke out of your flower. Um, and then to take you through the machine, it's, uh, so you load it in the hopper, there's two vibe trays. So the first vibe tray takes it out of the hopper and there's a, I call it the dynamic rake, which, uh, it just keeps it. So there's a nice even flow, um, of, of weed going down the waterfall, I call it. So it's like a weed waterfall. Um, the, the second tray picks it up and spreads it out a little bit. So you get, that's what gives you the precision on the scale, which is the next step. So there's a little tray, um, that you fill, you know, you fill on and then it actually, it's pretty smart. It's got like a artificial intelligence in it that, you know, it'll tell it when to slow down. So for the last little bit, it just like is barely dropping little, you know, crumbles of weed onto it. Um, once it reads that check weight, it drops it down um, onto the belt. On the belt is where you've got the, the crutch tubes. So that's the, the white tube coming out the front. Um, so that's a continuous feed of crutches that feeds it into the side of that little divot in your belt. Um, and then, then the platen starts moving and you, you pinch, you pinch the belt like the Lieberman style. Um, and then, and then you start rolling and you tighten that belt to, to the user's desired tension. Um, it's, it's just a setting on, on the LCD. Um, and then once it gets going, there's a piece of paper that's already on the platen that's been placed there and it just gets wrapped up, um, gets wrapped around the weed and, and then it, 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 uh, resets the platen. And during that reset is when it cuts the tip, um, and it ejects the two onto the bucket. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> and to, to highlight, or just kind of go back on, on the grind for those listening in Spain or India, we use crutch and filter interchangeably. But with the importance of the grind, if you put cannabis or hemp in a coffee grinder and you have it too fine, you're going to have issues. It's going to, there's not enough air in there to burn evenly. So you're going to have an uneven burn and you're going to have a lot of issues. If on, on the opposite side, if you don't grind it down fine enough, then you're going to have issues where certain parts burn too long and other parts burn uh, more rapidly. So to have a nice even grind, um, I think one of the best grinders are actually the, the metal uh, tri-level grinders. So you have a grinder and then the uh, Keith catch basin at, at the bottom. That tooth, uh, where that tooth meets for that grind is the, the optimum grind. If you happen to have anywhere from twenty dollars to $30,000 laying around, the Pulver Set 19 from uh, Fisher, Fritz. Fritz, yeah. Fritz is a really good grinder. Pulver set 19 is commercial. You can change that grind to you know, whatever cultivar you have and, and whatever you're trying to achieve. And actually, if you're in uh, extracts too, it can uh, double your yield utilizing that, that grind. So it's, it's worth it. You'll get your money back in a heartbeat. And I really think that um, all of the thought and everything that goes in here um, is gonna make this an optimum product. There's cylindrical joints in the market. 
proprietary technology, but they use a grind that is way too powdery. They also have a filter that has a hole that's too big. So if your flow is too much, you're reducing that experience and then burning that, uh, that flower too fast. So it's all about the grind. It's all about the filter. It's all about the love and, and the package and everything together. Um, so it's really ex exciting to finally see something like this that uh, looks like a, a complete package, ready turnkey to put together. Um, but it sounds like you still got some, some uh, improvements or things that you want to improve upon. It doesn't have an automated grinder. That could be an option. Obviously, you just slap a Fritz on there, a Pulverset 19. On the back end, do you have any packaging that could really turn this into a fully automated scenario where it uh, puts the, the finished pre-roll, uh, excuse me, finished joint in the package and seals that automatically? Um, I'm in the works of it, and I like to I like to think I have a, a head up on it on the competition because I'm I'm not cone shaped, so mm. that's that's a hard part about packaging anything um, with that third dimension. Um, and it's definitely it's in the works. I think the next the next upgrades will probably be a packaging machine um, because it does they come off the machine in a very controlled manner. So I think grabbing them and then getting them prepared to go into a package is, it'll be relatively easy um, as compared to, you know, what the rest of the machine took. Um, and then, yeah, when you're talking about filters and crutches, uh, one of my main goals with this machine was to allow and give the customer the ability to customize their own product. So if you do want to use a cellulose type uh, filter or something with a hole if that's like part of your brand uh, the machine can take that and um, and it takes you know a giant bobbin of paper so this is one bobbin does about 40,000 joints um, and you know you can get you can get a roll of paper in just about every flavor you can imagine out there with you know hemp sage mint you were just mentioning earlier um, so yeah, it's really, I wanted to give, I wanted to give the customer the flexibility to create whatever they want with it, really. How flexible is it? Let's say that, uh, Marshawn Lynch wants to make his, his, uh, blunts up here for you with his, uh, diamond medley or, or whatever he's doing. Um, are you able to utilize, you know, Dr. Green Thumb's glass crutch and, you know, um, the, the next stars, cannabis blunt are you able to do different sizes and different shapes uh, i know right now you've just got this this one model what's the future of roll pros is it going to be a blunt you know manufacturer uh how far have you been able to kind of look past the, the immediacy of, of this machine yeah so definitely different sizes so right now it's it's aimed at around half gram size so one gram size is going to be on the market probably like midsummer um smaller sizes too probably around the same time and then yeah there's a lot of i've had a couple people talk about the glass tips um and i've got some of that investigation going on right now um and so i foresee that as being an option in the future too um and the the hemp paper 
So I've, all my testing I've done with the lightest paper I can find because that's going to be the hardest to manage. Um, anytime you have like a little bit extra uh, stiffness in your paper, it, it helps. Um, that said, I haven't tested with hemp paper yet, or like, a, what do they call that? Like hemp blunt paper or mm -hmm. the, the thicker stuff. Haven't tested with that yet, um, but I, I foresee it should work. Um, and they have the palm. Yeah. That's just more of a filling technique and not the, the rolling, so it's different. Yeah. The, and I like, have you seen the palm crutches? They have some pretty big, they're like husk crutches. Yeah, I don't like the sponge though, because if you have something that's uh, really gooey yeah. and it comes in there and you smoke it halfway, come back, you can't relight it. So I have to take my toker poker and slam a new hole into it to redraw that because it's, it's literally clogged right. that filter. So. Yeah, and that's, I totally see, you know, I'm using these off the shelf uh, crutches and I see that in other area that I can explore, get some innovation in, um, you know, creating a crutch, you know, that has the balance, you know, that will, will slow down the smoke enough that it's a nice even draw and a nice cool smoke, but also not clog up. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, the possibilities are endless in this market, you know? They are, so let me throw a couple more at you. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm making fun of, of Marshawn Lynch and his diamond-infused uh, joints, but in reality, people want the experience. So the percentage of THC or CBDs, really just how fast you get there, whereas terpenes are the direction people are actually wanting to go. So what about the future of terpene papers and or infused products, if it's hash, keef, concentrate, whatever. Is there an injection method or style that you've dreamt about already where we can maybe look forward to in you know, 2023 or, or beyond where there is terpene infused paper with infused uh, joints? Is that an opportunity? Yeah, certainly. I mean, I think, you know, I've talked to a couple of CBD farmers and uh, they want to get, yeah, those extra terpenes in there. Um, and one of the easy ones, easy, low-hanging fruit is you just fill you know my water basin which wets the the gum line you know you could fill it with some kind of like a you know terpene solution as long as it's like water soluble um, and that would give you a nice little strip of terpenes on the edge of it um, more more forward thinking you know I could see definitely like a post process where it ejects and then maybe it runs it across, you know, some kind of like a line of, um, yeah, like some kind of like a drip line of uh, extracts or something like that. Uh, I have ran infused product through it. So kind of like a stress test, you know, just take the gooeyest, nastiest, you know, cannabis you can. Um, and that works. It, it'll, it'll flow through it. You might have to clean it out a little bit sooner. Um, but yeah, and I, I think the mixes are going to be becoming more prevalent. Um, like, you know, finding the right balance of CBD versus THC. And one to one is my favorite combo. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I got some of those right now. That's. Oh, yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, the price point is really competitive. Um, I like where you're at with that, but some people are going to look at a $4,500 knockbox uh, and want to go with that. And, and pretty much everyone who does regrets it. So with that in mind, 
Is there opportunities to lease or is it buy only? I mean, there's lease companies that they can utilize, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, are you finding it difficult with that price point um, since it's not a teeny tabletop where you need 17 people to produce with this polycan by itself? Um, is Are you still running up against that or are we finally normalized in, in the industry where you know a, a two three $300,000 machine uh, isn't giving somebody a stroke? It's, yeah, it, it's all the banks, right? Like nobody can get a loan to, to run their company as if any other company runs. So it's, you know, six months ROI is outstanding if you look at any other, any other industry. But in this industry, it's, it's harder for people to crunch that. Um, I have been working with some, some lending companies that will do the lease option um and i think that in the future like the lease to own model will be it'll be something um especially for the littler guys that are trying to trying to get up um get and play with the big dogs so yeah okay um is there anything that i left out anything that you want to talk about um any questions from the audience um yeah so i guess kind of one of the side products of using true raw materials um, is is the sustainability aspect of it. And this kind of came up after I was developing and I found out that, you know, cones are actually hand rolled overseas and then shipped across, you know, in these big airy containers. Um, and that just, that kind of struck a core with me, you know, like that is just not, a sustainable way to run a supply chain um, you know from the money side not that's not a steady supply chain you've seen there's like been shortages of cones uh, all over the place um, so you know get it down to something like this that can replace you know a whole pallet of cones and you know I can air freight that super easy um, that's like that's like one of the most exciting things for me is just kind of getting people back to true raw materials and a lot cheaper too. Like it's um, you know you get like a eighty percent reduction in your raw materials cost just just like that. So and it's funny because I get calls all the time people wanting paper from or to make a machine that makes cones mm-hmm. so you don't have to do that. So um, yeah, better product all the while. So. Um, where can people find you at? We're going to put some show notes uh, and, and links in the description. Uh, are you on social media, website? How can people get a hold of you if they're interested uh, in this product? You sell internationally, right? So there's no limitations. Yeah, I'm, we're open to international sales. Um, and yeah, just our website, we've got a contact form there. It's rollpros.com. Um, we are on Instagram too. It's just rollpros. Um, feel free to reach out. And, you know, if you're in the greater Pacific Northwest, so we're located in Vancouver, Washington, uh, just outside of Portland. So if you want a demo or anything like that, just swing on by or, you know, hit me up. And uh, yeah, I'd love to show, love to show you the machine. Yeah, we'll have Kyle's information in the show notes in the description, like I mentioned, so you can contact him. So I want to thank Kyle, he's the inventor and founder of Roll Pros, the world's first commercial automated joint rolling machine. Uh, happy to introduce that and excited to test that out as well. So you're gonna have to come back to that B-roll. With that, I think we're gonna roll this one up. I wanna thank my guest, Kyle. 
founder, CEO, inventor of Roll Pros. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.